On Friday, the Biden administration signed a bill that would force 12 railway unions to accept a tentative agreement the White House brokered between unions and rail companies back in September. The agreement would raise pay for railroad workers by 24%, the largest raise in 40 years. Despite this, four out of the 12 major rail unions rejected Biden's tentative agreement when it was drafted. Since the bill was passed, numerous thought pieces have come out seeking to explain the reason for dissatisfaction among union members, with multiple news media outlets highlighting the lack of paid sick leave as a grievance. While the focus on sick leave is not unwarranted, it leaves out a bigger picture. Railroad workers face dangerous work, long hours, and often have to be on call 24-7. You see, railroad workers have to jump through a lot of hoops to get time off. BNSF Railroad, for example, uses a system called HiViz for scheduling time off. Under HiViz, railroad employees are given a bank of 30 points which they can use to take time off, which usually costs between 2 and 15 points. They can only earn points back by going on call at all hours for 14 consecutive days. Their unpredictable schedules makes it difficult for rail workers to spend time with their family, see a doctor, or even sleep. But how did we get here? For years, railroad companies have been aggressively slashing operating costs in order to maximize profits and shareholder dividends. In 2001, CSX, KC Southern, Norfolk Southern, and Union Pacific, the four leading American freight carriers, spent about $8.7 billion on compensation and benefits to generate $25.6 billion in revenue. In 2021, the company spent 10% more on labor but brought in nearly double the amount of revenue. What does this look like in practice? Small crews being worked to the bone, spotty rail service, and reduced railroad safety. Shippers have gotten so frustrated with delays, service issues, and rising prices that Eric Byer, the CEO of the National Association of Chemical Distributors, penned an op-ed in support of the demands of union organizers. Clearly, there's a lot that's wrong here that isn't going to be fixed by a simple pay raise. Which leads us back to all the breathless coverage of this issue. Much ink has been spilled about how a rail strike would damage an already fragile supply chain. But what of the damage caused by having unsafe railroads being run on razor-thin operating costs by crews who are so tired they can barely stay awake? Should our vital infrastructure be entrusted to the pri to private entities whose only obligation is to turn a profit? When placed into the broader picture, the problems with our railways really reflect the problems with our systems.